0: Media. Hello and welcome to the Mostly Media Podcast, where we talk media, mostly.
1: mostly.
0: I am your host, Cole Giroux.
1: And I am your other one, Janie Massey Giroux.
0: Slay, baby. Mm-hmm. Slay. Thanks. So, today is a fun day. Yeah. 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 Why? I guess, does this count as like a weekly recap if it hasn't been done yet?
1: Mmm, Sure.
0: We're we're going to Starved Rock today.
1: Ah! Whoa!
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um. So yeah, we're we're gonna go do some hiking, maybe if we get there in time before it's not pitch black. Mm-hmm. So, besides that, what what have you been up to this week?
1: Um, I have been sick again for the fourth time since September.
0: <clears throat> Are you sure it's not the fifth?
1: It's the fourth. Oh okay. Um. So basically, every other week, I have been sick. Because little kids like to come up and hug me and cough on my hands and face and breathe on my coffee cup and I
0: mean, you know they, they don't you can say I, don't hug me
1: ah that's so mean though they love hugs
0: I doubt their other teachers hug them really I never hugged anybody when I was in school
1: I never did either but like. These kids be needing these hugs. I these don't COVID
0: know. kids don't have personal space. True, they're like, give me a hug. <laughs> they were so touch starved during the pandemic. When yeah. social distancing. <laughs> they're like, I need a hug. Oh, give me a hug. Man.
1: But, like, it's not like it's all of them. From each class, there's probably like two. Even the eighth graders give me hugs. Cringe. Like,
0: what? You're like 13, 12? Grow up.
1: I think they're like 12. Yeah, they're, yeah. But it's fine. I just, I'm hopefully building immunity and, this I hope this is my last time so you'll heal me you'll heal me you'll heal
0: you'll heal me hack- you'll heal
1: me hacking on here several times so sorry in advance I'm so sorry
0: um I I don't really think I have anything really. oh I have more oh you you're not done
1: yeah so uh our wedding video oh yes <laughs> we thought <laughs> that we still hadn't got it and we were like oh man six months like that's crazy I want to see it and I hadn't reached out to him because I knew he was really busy with other video jobs, like for the school he went to and he owns like his whole other business. And I was like, I'm not going to bother him until six months. Mm-hmm. And then I'll reach out and be like, hey, how's it going? And um, so I looked up his Instagram and I was blocked. blocked. Okay. I don't know. What if he watches this? I don't know. We were blocked. I, it, it wasn't there. <laughs> like his Instagram just wasn't there. And... um. So, I texted him this morning and said, um, why'd you block me? Is everything okay? And he said that months ago, he sent our video, like, on a flash drive through the mail, and it never got to us, and then he reached out over email to see if we got it, and he put in the wrong email. He he showed me what email he did, and he was missing an M. Um, So, that's the story, and so now he has to wait till he goes home to send us what he has archived so so hey hopefully we'll have it by the end of november
0: if you're watching this i i personally don't blame you for blocking us i would have done the same thing yeah
1: i'm thinking like (laughs) i would have done the same thing yeah
0: like you send the video
1: and you don't hear anything don't hear
0: anything you email them they don't respond i'm blocking your ass yeah i'd be
1: like oh they hate me they hate me and i'm just gonna block them and get rid of this negative energy in my life don't blame him at all no i really don't and like he was such a good guy. Like, he was so fun on our wedding day. And I was like, oh, wait, what if he, like, lost the footage and that's why he blocked? Mm-hmm. But, no, it was just a really big misunderstanding. And he lost my number because he didn't have my contact saved. I don't know. So. <laughs>
0: fun time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, my other weekly update. Damn, you got a lot today. Is I handed out candy for the first time at this house and a little boy to the sickness hacked all over my hand and right into the candy bowl
0: we were just spreading diseases at, at our
1: he house. was actually the last one though so it worked what <laughs>
0: i took that candy and gave it to my co i know
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just building their immunity anyways yeah, we work in a hospital that's that's about it for me
0: um for me um i guess i'll just say um we had our halloween party last sunday mm-hmm. I won the costume contest. Yeah, he won. Don't want to brag, but I'm bragging. You're
1: basically hyperventilating over there. <laughs>
0: um, other than that, this is this is a, kind of a big one for me. Okay, I don't know how much I really want to say about this, but I haven't told you either. I haven't told you about this.
1: Um. I'm sorry. What? We're just breaking big news to our wife on a podcast? Mm-hmm. I think I know where it's going, but I'm not telling you where I think it's going.
0: Okay, so... For months now, I have been in a deep internal battle with myself on asking if I want a promotion. Or I knew this work. is where it was going. Um, and I've asked before to very little response from my higher-ups. My higher-ups. Higher up. Yes. Um, and I was finally like, you know, there's been a lot of uh, stuff going on. I, I clean. I'm basically a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. I work at the hospital in town, and I, I clean floors. And I've been doing a lot of housekeeping work because we've been short. Um, and I was like, there's just a lot of shit going on that doesn't need to be going on. It's very strange. And I was like, you know what? Le- let me let me tell someone about this. So I sent an email to someone on the executive team. I was like, hey, just want to let you know there's some stuff going on. I really think we could uh, get some help here. Please help me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> begging, be- crying. Just
0: begging. Um and I finally got an email back. I didn't tell you this. No. And they said that they are looking into creating a new position and that I am a very good candidate for that position because <gasps> I've worked there for so long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah.
1: Have you responded? No, I didn't. Respond. You need to respond and say, yes, I am very interested. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've Actually,
1: just... do that right now.
0: <laughs> right now. <laughs> I've been checking my, uh, the uh, careers page for mm-hmm. the hospital every single day to see if they've posted the position or not. What is
1: the, what you don't know much about it.
0: It's going to be like a, a lead uh, shift lead. Yeah.
1: So would you be in charge of he who shall not be named?
0: He, I guess. Yeah. He and she. No, no. Oh, okay. I have nothing to do with him.
1: Congratulations. Thank you. Well, Maybe not yet. What if it goes to, um, what would you do? Wait, bleep that out. Kill myself. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. So you would get a pay increase then, right?
0: I don't know. I have known nothing about this position yet. I need to ask and I don't know. I'm probably going to have to do an interview. Very cool. I know, right?
1: Keep me updated. I live here, so find me anywhere.
0: Yeah, I was going to tell you and I was like, no, I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't know.
1: No, you need to respond to him.
0: Yeah, that's what my mom said too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) When did he email you this? Like three days ago. Oh, dear Lord. He took three days to email me back. Okay. <laughs> email him before the weekend. Yeah. All right. Okay. How, how does that mic smell?
0: Oh, it smells like a, a metal plastic, whatever. Nice. Metal it's not, this plastic. isn't. There's no plastic. This is all metal. We're high class here, baby. Yeah. Okay. So today we're going to jump on this episode. I think that was like the most in-depth and like actual good weekly recap we've ever done.
1: I have more if you want more.
0: I think we're good. <laughs> I think we have enough going on. Um. So today we are talking about one of my favorite, if not one of, if not my very favorite media of all time. Whoa. Like, this is, it's in my top four films of all time. I knew that. It's in my favorites on Letterboxd, I will say that. I just don't have like a, those four films, they're not ranked at all. It's just, they're up there. They're just there. So today we're talking about Fantastic Mr. Fox beautiful film that I will not be able to say enough about
1: mid oh
0: <laughs> dear lord I should have had Billy do this
1: yeah you should have Billy if you're listening
0: can you help me save me from this monstrosity okay are you, are you ready to, to jump on into this yeah okay we're gonna start with some some background information Fantastic Mr. Fox is the 2009 stop-motion Wes Anderson film based on the rolled doll book of the same name. That was the background information. That was it. Okay. And then here's just like a, the quick recap of what the movie is from Google. After 12 years of bubolic bliss.
1: What would you just say? Bubolic? You said bubolic.
0: Oh, bucolic. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I put a B in there. Bu- bucolic. Sorry. Mr. Fox breaks a promise to his wife and raids a fa- raids the farms of their human neighbors, Boggus, Bunts, and Bean, giving in to his animal instincts, endangering not only his marriage, but also the lives of his family and their animal friends. When the farmers force Mr. Fox and company deep underground, he has to resort to his natural craftiness to rise above the opposition. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Bogus, Bunce, and Bean Bogus Bunce, and Bean Sounds like it could be a song
0: It really does
1: Bogus Bunce, and Bean
0: it, Well, it is a song in a movie
1: You're kidding Are okay. you serious?
0: Very, very much so I
1: don't remember that <laughs> Okay Maybe that's why I said it, though It's somewhere deep you in my brain You literally just saying the tune of how it is in the movie You're kidding <laughs> Are you serious? No, like, I'm not kidding Bogus Bunce, and Bean Basically You gotta show me this after Okay
0: So Wow Are we just Should we just really start and get into this now Dive in and Do you have any thoughts on this before we really get going Or um, are you just going to talk about it on the way I'll,
1: I mean my, my main Through the journey My main thought is I watched it What like a week ago
0: It was on the 23rd
1: Two weeks ago Yeah And uh,
0: It was uh, 12 days
1: ago It was 11 days ago Cole loves it but I, I was kind of bored
0: Idiot but, but Idiotic
1: Rude <laughs> Oh, I forgot another little weekly update. What? Someone crashed a drone into a tree, gave a little tree a trimming.
0: It didn't crash. <laughs> it just cut the hedges.
1: And it looked like it had explosive diarrhea because yeah, there were like splattered yellow leaves <laughs> it on it. It was an
0: all yellow tree, so it looked like it had like baby diarrhea off on the back know, of the drone. A little,
1: uh, little butternut squash soup.
0: Here, I, c- I can put the video in. Okay. I don't know how long the video is. We'll just cut it. Okay. Okay. Uh so we're we're gonna, we're gonna get on into this then. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. So I d I don't know if you wanna do much talking, you don't or no. Go, just go. Just go. Okay. <clears throat> so we're opening. We are opening to this film with a vibrant orange field with the saying that okay, that's something I need to preface. The entire film orange. Mm-hmm. It is a beautiful vibrant orange. Like no scene has a lack of orange in it. And I love that. It's the, it's the cinematic color. There's not that much blue. Not... Orange and teal teal but hey if they got they got enough orange they don't need the teal okay so we open to the field with the saying boggust and bunts and bean one fat one short one lean these horrible crooks so different in looks were nonetheless equally mean
1: is that the song
0: yeah and that is that's literally a direct excerpt from the book like i sat down last night and i watched the movie to to type this all out and get the plot and then i also i read the book last night just so I can compare and see. Because I, I, I also just wanted to read the book, too. Okay. So with that out of the way, that just kind of... It sets up the theme of the entire movie right there. It's just a very good... Very good... Because because like that's what the the thing of the book is. like. Mm-hmm. They're crooks. They're all equally mean. Whatever. That's what it is. So it just... It's a good opener. So now, here we are opening to the story of the movie. With Mr. Fox, played by George Clooney... He's atop a hill, leaning against a tree, listening to music. Mrs. Fox, also known as Felicity, who is played by Meryl Streep. That's one thing about this. We got the big names in this movie. Mm -hmm. George Clooney, Meryl Streep right off the bat. That's enough, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, She soon joins him and informs him about her trip to the doctor for a checkup, stating that... He said that the doctor said it was just a stomach bug and it should go away. They start walking home and Mr. Fox is insistent on stealing some squabs, which is a a bird of some sort, uh, from a farm to the hesitation of Felicity. After nabbing the birds, Mr. Fox spots a trap that he believes is spring-loaded. He pulls it and gets them both trapped in a cage. Uh, With the humans coming to get them, Felicity informs him that she is pregnant which is the stomach bug why she went to the doctor Mm -hmm. um, and forces him to promise that he will look for new work if they make it out alive from this trap. So now we are time skipping because obviously they didn't die. It was the very beginning of the movie to 12 Fox years later, which is two years human time. uh, We find that Mr. Fox and Mrs. Fox are living in their new home, uh, which is a hole in the ground as well as their different. I can't do it. They're different in temperamental son, Ash, played by Jason Schwartzman. Uh, this is where we learn that Mr. Fox, has a new jo- a new job as a newspaper columnist, as well as their nephew, Chris Offerson, played by Eric Chase Anderson, is coming to live with them because their his dad has double pneumonia. Before leaving, Mr. Fox confesses to Felicity, I don't want to live in a hole anymore. It makes me feel poor. And we she are
1: says, poor, but we're happy.
0: Amazing. It, that, that's really the starting point of the the movie-long conflict between Mr. Fox and Mrs. Fox. hmm Which is the backbone of this movie, in my opinion. Okay. We see Foxy taking a clipping from the newspaper of a tree that was just put up on the market by Weasel, who is played by Wes Anderson, actually.
1: Wait. Really?
0: Yeah. Um, And he goes to check out the listing. We meet Kylie, who's played by Wallace... Walladarsky, I don't know how to say that uh, yeah. um, He's an opossum but, What? Sorry Opossum it's, He's an opossum Possum He's an opossum Okay They say opossum If I want to say an opossum Do
1: they really? Yeah
0: mm-hmm. uh, He's a minnow fisherman And also is the super of the tree Which is the superintendent Which I don't really understand Mm-mm. I think it's like a British term For like the the landlord Not He's not the landlord though I don't know I think he's like the maintenance man of the tree Okay Yeah After Foxy, have, have I stated? Yeah, they, they call him Foxy. It's just a lot easier than saying Mr. Fox over our home. Yeah. Foxy. Um, fo- uh, after Foxy notices three farms just off in the distance from the tree, he heads over to Badger, Beaver & Beaver Attorneys at Law to buy the tree. While talking with Badger, who's played by Bill Murray, he informs him that he does not want to buy the tree because it's dangerous as well as being a bad financial decision. Badger goes on about the three farmers, Walter Boggess, played by Robin whole hurlstone Hurlstone. a fat chicken farmer that eats 12 chickens a day whoa nathan Bunce, played by hugo guinness a short duck and goose farmer that injects goose livers into donuts and finally franklin bean played by the one and only michael gambin rest in peace he's dead yeah so sad um who is a lean turkey and apple farmer that drinks nothing but alcoholic cider uh and um badger also states about uh bean Possibly the scariest person currently living. Foxy, igno- Foxy ignores the advice and moves ahead uh, with moving into the tree. Shortly after, Kristofferson moves in, prompting a lot of resentment and jealousy from Ash. Starting the storyline of Kristofferson gaining much praise from everyone for his natural athletic abilities to Ash's dismay. Oh, <coughs> I just Oh,
1: hello. Jeez. <clears throat> this continues at school as Ash's Fox Lab partner, Agnes, played by Jumin Maloof. <laughs> I, I,
0: don't, I don't know. I don't know. This is the only credit she has on Letterboxd.
1: <laughs> Seems to take an interest in Christofferson, later learning after a perfect display of Christofferson's abilities that they are going steady. Going steady. Foxy
0: reveals to Kylie that he is bringing him in on one of his last jobs to round out his thieving ways—a triple header attack on the farms of Bogus, Bunce, and Bean. Oh, I also never did the um when Badger's talking about them. He plays the song. Oh, and here I'll just I'll just look it up and play it. Keep him entertained while I while I look this up.
1: Um. Knock knock. Who's there? This coffee's really bad.
0: Well, maybe it's because it's curdled. <laughs> You're not keeping them.
1: Yep, I remember.
0: I also love the detail in that. Where after they finish thing you can hear it go. You can hear a kid go. Oh. <laughs> Did you hear it?
1: a kid move. Where are you going?
0: Too far. Just, just listen. Listen at the end.
1: Uh. <laughs> just a kid go. Uh, they would, they would. <laughs> they really would.
0: Yeah, so there that's the that's the little tune. Which you basically were singing.
1: Bah, 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 bah. I wasn't doing that. But it, it
0: was very similar. Yeah. Okay. So they're he's doing a triple header on Bogus Mons Bean. Okay. okay. Uh starting <laughs> with Bogus's chicken farm. After the first heist, uh wait, I just I typed. After the first heist. The first, the first heist, heist goes, goes well. Goes well. <laughs> <laughs> after the first heist, which goes well, they steal a few chickens and cover them up as Uh, store-bought chickens from the Five and Dime to fool Felicity, so she she doesn't catch on, but he's stealing again. They go ahead with the second installment and steal a plethora of ducks and turkeys from Bunce's farm. Uh, With Felicity catching on to the odd appearance of poultry in their home, she asks Foxy and Kylie where they are going after dinner. Lying that they are going to a book party, they sneak off and Christopherson meets up with them to accompany them. Uh, Upon arrival at the cellar, they are greeted by Rat, played by Willem Dafoe, uh, who works for bean to protect his cider from other animals trying to steal from them they lock rat in an apple grate and narrowly get caught by Mrs. Bean played by Helen McCroy. and this <laughs> <laughs> it, there's just some lines that i I couldn't pass on putting in here yeah um because she like they're very obviously in the room like it's just a bunch of animals in their cellar yeah and she goes down grabs some cider and goes back upstairs and then Kylie goes, oh my cuss. Is she blind? That's another thing. They don't say cuss words in this movie. They they say cuss in yeah. their place of cuss words, which I love. Um, and Christopherson says, I think she might have astigmatism or possibly a form of cataracts. Anyway, her eyes don't see well. It was just, it's just so great. There's so many little lines that I love. Mm. I can tell you you don't agree with that.
1: Well, I just... I'm confused. Why? Like, what what's wrong with her?
0: She can't see.
1: <laughs> she is blind? No. Oh.
0: They're just... Because, like, there's very obviously two foxes and an opossum in their cellar. Yeah. And she didn't notice them at all.
1: Okay.
0: And she just grabs the cider and goes back upstairs. So she's
1: just oblivious too.
0: Kind of, yeah. Okay. And so they're like, is she blind? Gotcha. No, she has cataracts or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. Tell- okay. And so after that they they make off with three bottles of the apple cider. Bean contacts, Bogus and Bunts, and that's kind of a thing you'll <laughs> you'll get going on here is that bean is really the one. Um, leading this operation okay. coming up <clears throat> um, and he discusses this the thieving that has been occurring on their farms bean forms a plan to stake out the tree and kill foxy on the way out to do some more heisting the farmers get the jump on them and shoot foxy's tail clean off the farmers refuse to give up and decide to dig them out of the tree the family is forced to dig to avoid being caught by the farmers after reaching a safe distance felicity takes foxy away to talk and here's where I might need your help to go back and forth, so it's not confusing of me just talking all of it. Okay. Do you want to be foxy or felicity? Felicity. So you have to start then.
1: Right. Twelve fox years ago, you made a promise to me while we were caged inside that fox trap that if we survived, you would never steal another chicken, turkey, goose, duck, or squab, whatever they are. And I believed you. Why? Why did you lie to me?
0: Because I'm a wild animal.
1: You're also a husband and a father.
0: I'm trying to tell you the truth about myself.
1: I don't care about the truth about yourself. This story is too predictable.
0: Predictable, really? What happens in the end?
1: In the end, we all die, unless you change, which What's is wrong. They they die eventually.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, but like, <laughs> <clears throat> st- like that's there's just so many little <clears throat> moments like this where like reality sets in, like existentialism really forms in these moments between Foxy and Felicity, and where the rest of the film is more like lighthearted.
1: Yeah, I really liked how uh, this scene was set up visually as well. Mm -hmm. Because they're in
0: that mineral deposit with all like the sparkly. Yeah. Like, it's just like those moments are the backbone of this whole film. And I love it so much. In desperate need of something stronger, Bean calls his second hand, Petey, played by Jarvis Cocker. (laughs) Uh, to get them three tractor excavators to dig them out, as well as the use of explosives to try to dig deeper. Having no luck, Bean calls Boggs and Buns to combine their three farms workforce to have snipers ready at all hours to starve the foxes and opossum out. And I think it's like a total of 108 people altogether just aiming at this foxhole. While stuck underground and starving, the families met by a group of other animals stuck underground, blaming... Sorry, just had to check check the time real quick. Blaming Foxy due to the farmers, uh, ravaging the valley. Foxy devises a plan and sends Felicity to the Flint Mine with the rest of the animals' wives and children to inform them of what is going on. Foxy leads the team to start digging, which leads them to digging directly under the farms, where they go on to steal almost everything the farmers have food-wise. The animals prepare a feast in the mine and begin to have their dinner. Meanwhile, Ash and Christofferson decide they are going to continue the mockery of the farmers and steal back Foxy's tail from Bean. They wander into the kitchen and start devouring Mrs. Bean's homemade nutmeg ginger apple snaps. Mrs. Bean comes home and finds them in the kitchen. Ash is able to escape, but Christofferson does not have the same luck. While all this is happening, Bean is told of the large-scale theft that has happened, prompting him to start to thrash and break everything, leading him to craft the idea to flood the mine with apple cider to flush the animals out of the hole. Once
1: Once the cider subsides, they become aware of the missing fox, as well as them landing in the sewer and having no way out. We are brought back to Foxy and Felicity.
0: And here just another little moment between them. It's, It's a bit of a longer one. Where Foxy starts, Badger's right. These farmers aren't going to quit until they catch me. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have lied to your face. I shouldn't have fallen off the wagon and started ste- secretly stealing chickens on the sly. I shouldn't have pushed these farmers so far and tried to embarrass them and cuss with their heads. I enjoyed it, but I shouldn't have done it. And now there's only one way out. Maybe if I hand myself over and let them kill me, stuff me, and hang me over their mantelpiece, maybe they'll let everyone else live.
1: Oh, why do you have to get into this, Foxy?
0: I don't know. But I have a possible theory. Hey,
1: go check your audio really quick. Something just like popped. Audio. Make sure it's still recording.
0: It popped.
1: It just popped in my ear.
0: Interesting. We're still recording. Okay. I wonder what popped. I don't know. I don't know, but I have a possible theory. I think I have this thing where I need everyone to think I'm the greatest. The quote unquote fantastic Mr. Fox. And if they aren't completely knocked out and dazzled and kind of intimidated by me, then I don't feel good about myself. Foxes traditionally like to court danger, hunt prey, and outsmart predators. And that's what I'm actually good at. I think at the end of the day, I'm just...
1: I know. We're wild animals.
0: I guess we always were.
1: I promise you if I had all of this... Oh, wait.
0: I guess we always were. <coughs> I promise if I had to do this all over again, I'd never let you down. Mm. I'd always... <laughs> I'd always... It would always, it was always more fun when we did it together. I love you, Felicity.
1: I love you too, but I shouldn't have married you.
0: Gut punch. This leads us to Foxy deciding to turn himself over to the farmers in exchange for the other animals' lives. Rat comes down to the sewer to make a deal to take Foxy for Christopherson. Rat tries to take Ash, which makes Foxy come back down and kill Rat, who reveals the location of Christofferson. Foxy devises a new plan, including all the animals and his family. Oh, all the animals, his family. Kylie, Weasel, Badger, Beaver, played by Steve M. Rails, Rabbit, played by Mario Batali, Otter, played by Karen Duffy, Mouse, played by Adrian Brody, and Mole, played by James Hamilton, and their respective families. <laughs> Foxy sends a letter to the farmers stating that he will give himself over in exchange for Christofferson. When it is time for the handoff, the animals ambush the humans to create a diversion. Foxy sneaks off with Kylie and Ash to save Kristofferson. They get to Bean Annex and are greeted
1: by Spitz, the yeah. hunting beagle with chronic <laughs> rabies that protects the warehouse. Ash makes it into the warehouse and finds Kristofferson, who trains Ash to break the apple crate open. Trying to escape Bean Annex, they are blocked by bogus Bunts, and Bean with their collective workforce. They begin shooting at them. Ash uses his amazing athletic abilities to unlock the warehouse door, letting Spitz go, who chases everyone away, allowing the four to escape.
0: A few days later, we are met by the farmers still waiting at the sewer grate for the time the animals must come out. Little do they know, the sewer has a connecting grate to Bogus Bunsen Bean. There's a parenthesis there because I was supposed to write down the name of this place. It's like a supermarket that's owned by Bogus Bunsen right. Bean. I forgot to write that down. Um, where they have access to as much food as they want, ending with Felicity revealing she is pregnant again and Foxy giving one last speech, which goes, they say all foxes are slightly allergic to linoleum but it's cool to the paw. Try it. They say my tail needs to be dry cleaned twice a month, but now it's fully detachable. See? They say our tree may never grow back, but one day, something will. Yes, these crackers are made of synthetic goose, and these giblets from artificial squab, and even these apples look fake, but at least they've got stars on them. I guess my point is, we'll eat tonight, and we'll eat together, and even if this is is not particularly flattering light, you are all without a doubt the five and a half most wonderful wild animals I've ever met in my life. So let's raise our boxes to our survival. And that is the end of the movie. Yay! Amazing. Amazing story. Amazing movie. You you don't agree. Mid. It's not mid. Why are you saying mid? It's I so What is so mid about this movie, Janie?
1: I just don't like it Why? <laughs> No, I do. It's just not like definitely not my top 4.
0: It it's up there. Like the animation is beautiful, <clears throat> the color, the st- like I think this is Wes Anderson's most successful film with his <laughs> um aesthetic cuz all Wes Anderson films are like like even <clears throat> everything must be in the center of the frame. It's all like that. But like mm-hmm. it just works so much better in an animated stop motion setting rather than live action. Yeah. And I don't know why, it's just so good. It's the perfect like fall movie. It has and that's another thing. I I never said this. This this episode we are filming is the start of our Thanksgiving.
1: Thanksgiving. Our Thanksgiving
0: episodes. And this is not a Thanksgiving movie, but it's it's very fall and Thanksgiving vibe because there's a whole feast in it which gives like a Thanksgiving Yeah. dinner vibe. I just don't understand how you don't like this movie more. You just don't have taste apparently. That's
1: true though. That's so true.
0: (laughs) It's that long COVID effect. Right. (laughs) Okay. And so now there's just, I was going to sprinkle these out through this, this little script I wrote, like where it happened in the movie, but then it, it just became clear to me that Ash says so many great things in this film. And they would just make no sense in the context of the plot. Okay, so I've I've labeled this Ash's Greatest Hits, and it's just I think it's four quotes that I just loved from the film. I love this Ash. first one. Really? Yeah. Are you gonna be yeah Agnes then? So they're they're at school, they're in science class, or whatever, and Ash has been like trying to get Agnes's attention, and she keeps like. Looking at Christopherson, whatever. And then he says, you're supposed to be my lab partner. I am. And he says, no, you're not. You're disloyal.
1: I just love the way he says it. Yeah, that's the
0: thing. A lot of these, They're like, true. out of context, don't make that much sense. Yeah. It's just the delivery.
1: He says it, like, so disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. It,
0: the delivery of all these lines is really what makes it.
1: Like, I can just hear it in my head.
0: Yeah. Like, you're disloyal.
1: Like, <sighs> Uh, uh, I I can't give it justice. Uh -uh. You're just going to have to go watch the movie or something. (laughs) Uh, I guess you got to go watch (laughs) it.
0: Next we have, um, this is right after Foxy's tail gets shot off. Um, And he's trying to make it seem like Christopherson has it worse off Mm. than Ash does. And he says, well, anyway, it's not as bad as double pneumonia. His dad has one foot in the grave and three on a banana peel.
1: You like that one? The delivery, <laughs> like, and I
0: never noticed that until, not this last time I watched it, but the time before that. Yeah. Which was, was like, the seventh time I've seen the film. Uh. And it just, I didn't realize, cause one foot in the grave and three on a banana peel, comedy gold. They're foxes. They have four legs.
1: Oh. He
0: has one foot in the grave and he's about to slip on that banana peel with his other three. Right. Great.
1: Well, like, the lining up of his feet. Has to be really weird to to do that.
0: That's why it's just so good. It's so good.
1: Okay.
0: And then this next line is like directly after this, where his where Felicity says, "You have you have like a certain amount of time to apologize to Christopherson." And Ash says, "He got a banded hat. Where's my bandit hat? Why didn't I get shot at?" Mm. Great, mm-hmm. great. That like I can tell you're looking at me reading these, and you're like, <laughs> "This is so stupid." But it's just it's in the. the in the context of the scenes, it's so good.
1: Oh, there's more.
0: There's one more. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, this is right uh, when they're trying to break Christopherson out of being annex. Um, there's a grate that um, Kylie can't get undone from, like the roof, and Ash just is like standing over him, like hero esque, like, "Hey, I can fit through there. You want to know why? Because I'm little."
1: <laughs> why does there. Ash remind me of Cole Daniel?
0: I just, Ash is one of the but best like, characters in the movie. It's not
1: monotone delivery, but it's like, I don't know.
0: I don't know. Like, there's there's a faint, like, whisper to some of it almost. Yeah. Like, you're disloyal. <clears throat> you're like, just loyal. It's just so good. Like, you're going to have to, if you haven't seen this, <coughs> you need to watch this movie. It's actually, it's a, like an hour and 20 minutes, but it goes by so fast. Like, it feels like it goes by in 30 minutes. It's mm. so good. You just need to listen to the delivery of some of these lines. They're so good. Mm. Next...
1: I really like Foxy's delivery when he says that uh, line to Felicity in the beginning. Like, you're glowing or something like that. I lo- that. That's why I'm like, why is this fox kind you're of attractive to me? But why th- is he kind of attractive? Is,
0: I find that part so funny and I laugh every time no one else does. <laughs> it's because he's. You're practically glowing. And she literally turns into a light yeah. up like candle. <laughs> and it's funny. And no one else ever laughs because she literally goes from the fur stop motion animation to a literal candle. <laughs> Why does nobody else think that's hilarious? Okay. Next. I, I have just some. I have the book versus the film here. I watched the movie. I, list, I listened and read the book last night. So I found some... There's some similarities and some, Not slim, similarities. It's literally based on... There's differences that I found that I okay. just wanted to touch on here. Okay. So the largest change to the plot from the book to the movie is the inclusion of the other valley animals um, in the earlier part of the film. In the book, they're not introduced until right before they start stealing everything. Okay. um, Which I just thought was... It was very weird when I was reading the book. Because I was so used to the film. I was like, this is very weirdly set up. Because, like, you don't see anything about these animals until they're actually, like, tunneling and digging under the farmers. And then there's also the addition of the existential undertones into the movie that weren't in the book. There were the obvious existing tones of, like, greed. That's, like, the overall theme of the book is greed. Um, But, like, the storyline between Felicity and Foxy nowhere to be seen in the book like the Wes
1: Anderson had to make it a little more yeah. spicy
0: yeah and he so he made it so much better because like in the book Felicity is very um encouraging of the stealing oh. which I was like this is so different that's
1: a big difference yeah
0: like she's like oh we're stealing yay get the get, go steal for us like she's telling him to go steal in the Interesting. book Interesting. and in the movie she's like has no idea he's stealing again it's just It was vastly different, and I was shocked by that, honestly.
1: Honest, that. Yeah.
0: And then the tunneling from the farm, from farm to farm, lasted way long in the book. Like, each farmer, like, each farm had its own chapter. When in the movie, it was, like, less than five minutes, probably two at max, which I thought was crazy. Like, they just jump right over it in the movie. And in the book, it's, like, a whole, like, there's a five-chapter span where they're, like, going from farm to farm. Yeah. Um, and there's, those are like the bigger ones. Some smaller changes are in the book. They have four children instead of one plus Christofferson. Um, and then they also start the story inside the tree. So like they weren't living in a hole and then moved to the tree. They started in the tree. Uh, the farmers in the book are less scary. Mm. They're actually really dumb in the book. (laughs) They're just ugly people. They're like, we're going to get these. (laughs) But they made Bean so scary in the movie. So scary. Um, and then the rat is not employed by being in the book. He is also stealing the cider. Oh. And he's like, you're ruining it for me. Don't let them find us. Lastly, the entire story in the book ends after they steal from the farmers. So instead of, like, stealing everything and then them finding out, they steal, like, a few select items from each farm and then sneakily close, like, where they dug through so it doesn't look like anything was stolen. Yeah. And then the book ends with the farmers just sitting at the hole in the tree waiting for them. And then they just keep going back through the tunnels to steal more so they can survive.
1: Interesting.
0: Which is vastly different from the movie. Yeah. Because they steal everything and then ambush an entire town. Right. Yeah. So that's that those were the big differences there. Okay. Any thoughts? No. <laughs> it's a very quick read if you want to do it. I yeah, read it in 30 I, minutes.
1: I was going to say you really got through that.
0: Yeah, it's it, it, it cuz it's a 90 page book okay. and I listened to the audiobook on 2 speed. I knew it, so yeah, I was like yeah. I'm getting through this. Yeah. It's good though. It's a good it's a good book. There are they do say a bit of a slur in the book.
1: <gasps> what?
0: Um the M word. M word. Is, um, pointed towards little people
1: um, Yeah
0: They call bunts that And I was like oh
1: yo. Did that just happen? <laughs> when was it written?
0: When? Oh, When was when was it written? <coughs> Fantastic I'm gonna guess
1: 1982 1970 No I was 12 years off
0: Mm, it was published in 1970.
1: Um, that's old. Holy crap.
0: And then it it moved publishers to Puffin Paperback.
1: I love Puffin! And
0: then it got issued in
1: 1974. Okay.
0: Illustrated. Nice. Nicely done. Nicely done. Here, wait, I want to show you what the farmers looked like in the book. Because they're like, Ba-ba. dumb.
1: Well,
0: that's bogus. <laughs> there
1: he is, that's busting bunch. out of his jeans. That's beans. Jeez. Real tall, like...
0: Like, they don't look scary at all. They just look dumb.
1: Yeah. Dumb. Yeah.
0: So, the only other thing I have for us here is that I have a ranking Kay. of the characters from the movie. Of course you do. Yeah. So, this is just a little quick little thing here. Where's the freaking... Right pres- there. Got it. Sorry. Let me, let me start recording. Do you have any last comments on the movie Janie
1: um what was the fun fact you told me it took how many years to make
0: um oh I don't even remember
1: I think it was seven years from start to finish
0: I think it was longer than that
1: which he said that I was like huh
0: like it 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 was a stop motion film so obviously it's gonna take a while
1: yeah but like man it's
0: a long time here let me google it real quick
1: that is a long time how long
0: did it take to make Fantastic Mr. Fox um eleven years to make Fantastic Mr. Fox it says it started in two thousand four, like it's with, back. Where they pitched it and everything whatever. They pitched it and then in two thousand seven they went bankrupt. Oh. After it two thousand after it two thousand seven bankrupt. Their grammar's not as good as mine. Their what? <laughs> after it two thousand seven bankrupt. Oh. The movie went to <clears throat> so they pitched it with Revolution Studios and then they Revolution Studios went bankrupt and then they pitched it to 20th century fox in london Oh okay wait I'm confused here It took 11 years to make but it they pitched in 2007 and it it came out in 2009 Anderson's obsessive prone to detail, planning, and executing are well known now. That's why his movies are so loved, and Fantastic Mr. Fox certainly proves that, 11 years later, now a cult classic. Oh. This this article was written 11 years after Fantastic Mr. Fox came out. Oh. Liars! Uh. Okay, here we go. It says... This article says that developing the film started in 2004, and then it came out in 2009. Five years. Five years. All right. Let's rank. Okay. So, for the categories, Mm -hmm. ranks, we have in the, the top tier, Mrs. Bean's Nutmeg Ginger Apple Snaps, which I've made before. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. I should make them again. Under that, we have autumnal vibes, because this movie is the perfect autumnal vibe. Under that is, at least it has stars on it. Throwback to his little speech. Then we have, were you in this? Okay. I don't know what that means. Next, feral behavior, obviously. And lastly, gulags.
1: Were you in this means their character is irrelevant. Were you really in this? Okay. I were guess, I relevant? guess.
0: True, true. Thank okay. you for for telling me that okay
1: <coughs>
0: so we're gonna start off with little agnes here
1: agnes <laughs> i like your spots
0: she does not say that
1: she says really i no. used to cover them up
0: she says i like your ears oh mine yeah. i like your spots
1: really i used to cover them up
0: Big fan I think I'd put Agnes in at least has stars on it.
1: Okay. Cause like, I, I'm not going to be a good judge on any of yeah, this. Okay.
0: So you, you're just going to sit here. Yeah. Great.
1: Yeah. I'll throw my input in <laughs> if I have any.
0: I'm going to put her there because she is kind of like, she's not very pivotal pivotal to the plot of the movie, but she's in it quite a bit. Like yeah. she's one of the last characters shown in the movie. Okay. So she ha- obviously has some weight, but like she's not like crazy. Yeah. Next up, we have Ash, who's instantly going in Mrs. Bean's nutmeg, ginger, apple snaps. Because he eats those up and he's the quote machine from this film. Kay. Next up, we have Badger. I'm going to put him in Feral Vibes because his vibe the whole oh. movie was so rude. Bill Murray, really, you could have done him some justice. Beal. Rude. Next up, we have Bean. Gulags. <laughs> going straight to the gulags. <laughs> Rabbit. Were you in this? <laughs> yeah,
1: who's that? I had a total
0: of like two lines, probably. Oh, Next up, we have Mrs. Bean, <laughs> who's going in feral behavior
1: because
0: she can't see. I don't blame her. She can't her. see. She can't see. She has some form sort of cataracts. Next up, we have Bean's son, Bye, who looks like a one. Okay, uh, that Nickelodeon like puppet show, Mr. Meaty. Yeah, he, that's the vibe he gives. Ew. Have you seen that show?
1: No, I know what it is though.
0: Mr. Meaty.
1: Uh, I'm a liar. I have no clue what that is. That's actually disgusting. Horrifying. His lips look like roast beef.
0: Like this. I watched this as a Ew.
1: child.
0: Who let me watch this as a child? And then Ew. here we'll, we're going to just Google Mr. Bean's son. See if it will. Nope. <laughs> oh, because I put Mr. Bean Bean's son. Mr. Bean is not what I wanted Fantastic Mr. Fox Where did that just go I just saw it
1: Oh is he not here or something He gone There he is Where Go up 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 Right there to the right Keep going One more
0: That's That's buns That is not his son. Boots. boom. You're really going to sit here and tell me you have no pictures of him from the film. Where did I get the picture from on here then? Look, there he is. I can't zoom in anymore though. Oh, yeah, I can. Like, look at him.
1: Ew, he's scary.
0: Like, that's the same guy. That is the exact same guy. You can't tell me. Like, look at Bean's son, that guy. That's the same thing.
1: I don't know, but I don't like either of them.
0: It's the hair. It's the just the the gross mouth. The yellow shirt. Like it's that's the vibes. Okay. He's going into the gulags. Beaver,
1: <gasps>
0: were you in this? <laughs> Beaver's son is feral behavior because he's just a big bully, high school bully. Bogus, feral behavior. He he's he's honestly giving Coach Beast.
1: What eating
0: twelve chickens a day. True. <laughs> Next we have Bunts. Who Bunce. Janie thought was Bean's son.
1: <laughs> they look similar. No. Are we sure Bunts is not Bean's dad?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe there was some, some infidelity going infidelity. on in the farmers. Okay. Coach Skip played by the lovely Owen Wilson. Were you even in this? Yeah, true. He's he's in there. The only reason I know he's in there is because he's Owen Wilson.
1: Yeah. Oh, I know where this next Felicity Fox,
0: Nutmeg Ginger Appy Snaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And then
0: we're also going to throw Christopherson up there, too. Okay. Because Slay. Slay, baby. Kylie. I like Kylie. He's going in the terminal vibes, though. Okay. He's, he's not up here with these three.
1: Right.
0: Next, we have Mole. Were you in this? hmm Mouse at least has stars on it. Look at that oh. guy. Look at him. Okay.
1: You. Look at him!
0: He's great.
1: He reminds me of Oat.
0: oh Oat would eat him. Mr. Fox, True. autumnal vibes, because he. Oh,
1: not Mrs. Beans, not No,
0: because Mr. Fox really did have his flaws. He
1: definitely. He was very did. greedy.
0: He was very greedy. Yeah. Otter.
1: <laughs> Were, Were you, you eating in this?
0: PD is going up there with at oh. least head stars on it because he sang that great song. Oh yippee yippee yeah yippee yeah yippee you will go.
1: Great, great. <clears throat>
0: rat going to the gulags. Bye, rat. <laughs> Squirrel.
1: Were you even in this? Were you in this?
0: Weasel. Were you in this? Sure.
1: <laughs> Stop that wolf. Iconic.
0: That wolf right there. I'm going to put it in at least has stars on it because I would go autumnal vibes. But it's not. Tum- but that, like, look at that. That's winter vibes.
1: That's straight up Antarctica.
0: Yeah. So there. Here's the rating of our lovely Fantastic Mr. Fox characters.
1: My hair's stuck in the chair.
0: Well, maybe you shouldn't have done that.
1: Ah, got it. <laughs> Rip. My
0: image 14, damn.
1: <laughs> With that being said. <laughs>
0: Janie, do you have any medias of the weeks? Weeks. Like, there's multiple.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Christmas musical Arrest These Merry Gentlemen. St. Paul's. We'd be putting it on in December. Come see us. Get um, your
0: tickets now. <laughs> 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 Did you guys sell
1: tickets? No. Oh, it's free. <laughs> is it? I think so. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Should I sell tickets? Make some money? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> oh man. Like I'm trying is Anyways, it free or do you have to I think pay it's free? The door? I think it's free. I'll ask. I don't know. Anyways, um, so my favorite song f- so far from it is All We Need Is a Silent Night. A little law in order sounds nice. When all of these senses crowds are tapping us crazy. Man, some of those songs slap Wow. So that's like literally all I've been listening to. <clears throat> nice yeah how about you
0: that's all you have you always do like one media of the week
1: <laughs> i i don't ingest that much new media
0: <laughs> i guess that's true for me
1: for me for me i'm gonna have to stay <laughs> wait i do have a i do have a media okay you you go
0: no you go it's li- <laughs> what
1: i don't know the name of the movie
0: Hurry, look it up. You're good. You're good, Chooky. Chooky, what?
1: Chooky. I don't know
0: what that even means. Chooky. I hope I didn't just say some sort of slur. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I I so was good. just trying to be quirky, I guess.
1: All we need. Well, oh, it's what we need. What we need is silent tonight. night.
0: <laughs> Did you love that monitor okay.
1: The a movie I watched recently is Just Go With It with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I love movies like that.
0: I despise them.
1: I know. And that's why we make such a great couple.
0: Wait. What's the vibe of that movie? The vibe? Yeah. Like what? What? What's, what's a brief rundown of this
1: movie? Um, this guy, Adam Sandler, um, wants to be with this young girl. And tells this lie about how he's getting divorced from his wife, but he doesn't actually have a wife. And it's actually he has his receptionist be his rich wife. And then they end up falling in love. And yeah, they're in Hawaii.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So my media of the week is um, 80s, 90s rom-coms. Okay. Uh, So have you ever heard of You've Got Mail? Yeah. Love it. Right. Love it. And then I also watched, this is, it's not a rom-com, really. It's Home for the Holidays from
1: 1995. <laughs> yeah. One second, I'm about to explode. <laughs> okay. okay. Can you please cut that out? No. Please.
0: I'm not cutting that. I you really? did it to yourself. No. You, you know you're on a hot mic and you did that. That's your fault. She's cringe, everybody. This is what I have to live
1: with. <laughs> Should I cough like a little kid right now? Ew, I hate myself.
0: Um, <clears throat> all, all my media of the week is really going to give away some episodes in the future. Because my next media of the week is a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> I better not be on that episode.
0: Why? I don't want to.
1: Why? Charlie Brown gives me depression. Good. No. Depression. I need to start watching my. <laughs>
0: yeah, you do. Because I'm literally. Sit- I've been working on it the past few days and I'm like. This girl has done nothing. How
1: would you know? You're right.
0: <laughs> um so I'm I'm going to re, um, redact my statement of saying Charlie Brown likes giving us Meet of the week and I'm going to say um just, just a
1: second. Hello? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Awkward Vince Guaraldi. I don't know how to say his name.
1: You have 2 minutes left.
0: I, I can make that work. How do you say his name?
1: <laughs> A little lot in order sounds nice. Okay, wait,
0: wait, wait. Shh, shh, shh.
1: Vince Guaraldi.
0: I said it right. You were right. Vince Guaraldi. Um he's the guy that made all the iconic like he's the guy that makes the music for Charlie Brown, Peanuts. Um and I've just been jamming to it lately. Uh, jamming.
1: Okay. Like
0: I I don't know if you can see back here. I got this little this little record so we could have a nice little Thanksgiving centerpiece for the podcast. It's um the 50th anniversary of a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, which has my favorite Vince Guaraldi song on it, "Little Birdie, Little Birdie, Why Do You Fly Upside Down?" Damn boy, so sings. good, so good. So that's that's probably my media of the week is Charlie Brown music. Okay, and then 90s 80s rom coms. Have I listened to any, have I watched any TV shows? <laughs> Hot second here. Hot second, sorry. You got a minute.
1: You got a minute, bitch. You got a minute and 30 seconds.
0: Oh, okay. Um. Lastly, my very last meeting of the week is, I haven't finished watching it, but I started watching it the other day. Janie saw it. What? Midnight Mass. Oh, yeah. By Mike Flanagan. I love a good Flaniverse. <laughs> the Flaniverse is... You didn't
1: love Hill House that much.
0: It was all right. It definitely wasn't Midnight Mass. Hill House, you're okay. <laughs> Bly Manor, you can go suck some toes.
1: Dang! Um, Bly Manor was good, but I was a little confused.
0: There's just so much going on. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Alright, should we wrap it up? Mike
0: Flanagan can make it can make the thing though. Okay. So I think that's gonna wrap it up. This has been the Mostly Media Podcast. Where we talk media. Mostly. mostly. Where we talk media mostly. Mostly. <laughs> and stop motion animations that kind of give uncanny valley but not really kind of kind of so we have instagram tiktok facebook um uh, other things you can find all the links on the instagram and our link tree thank you for watching see you next time Bye. bye